knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. It happens every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine. I have not, or a virus. He never treats me kind, it leaves trouble on my mind. So I'm bidding farewell, putting in my notice, and I'll see you at another time. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. No, I. Don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low budget live. Not so freaking live coming to you from the low budget live bar and bunker. We renamed it. We renamed it the low budget live bar and bunker right now. Holy cow. And I got some good news for some of you folks and some bad news for folks like my wife and other folks that don't want to hear me talk. We got the voice back. It's back, baby. It is back. It's uh, it's a little more baritone than usual, but it's back. Got that bass. I could sing a little Johnny Cash right now, I feel like. But uh, we got it back just in time to maybe lose it again to uh, coronavirus or the flu or something else that's going on right now that's completely ridiculous in the United States. Uh, I am normally a gigantic skeptic, ladies and gentlemen. I think the media blows things out of proportion for ratings. And uh, I don't know about this one. This is uh, this is crazy. You know, we've seen a week of cancellations from everything from the NCAA tournament. The XFL even canceled. I mean, come on, the Extreme Football League, College Baseball World Series, the Masters, the NBA season. You know, a lot of these things we use as distractions in life have now been canceled. So I don't know where all this is headed. It's uh it's concerning. It's concerning. I'm uh you know like I said I'm a skeptic. I was like, "Nah, corona, Sharona. You know, whatever." Um uh, in the beginning. 
certainly was that way in the beginning. Please hold. I'm going to adjust this camera a little bit. Right there. I feel like I wasn't looking at the camera. Drives me crazy. Where's the producer at on this show? Oh, yeah. Hang on. Adjust the camera. Got it. All right. Low budget live. With the one and only me, myself, running everything. Uh, yeah, normally, normally a skeptic, man. Normally a skeptic. And then the, this guy from the CDC was on Joe Rogan's podcast this week. And Rogan's normally a skeptic about things. and But I also feel like he is very intelligent and well-spoken and uh, gives everything in life a fair shake. And listening to this guy, I was like, okay, this, this all right. This might be a little more serious than than I than I thought than I first thought, you know. And now, with all the uh, precautions being put into place, I feel like we are, uh, you know, we're doing as much as we can. I th- this whole thing is crazy, though. You know, from Trump talking a couple of weeks ago, basically that it was a hoax or whatever, you know, um, basically not be alarmed to having an official address this week, and he where he was very serious. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think that uh, I worry that hysteria at times is worse than an actual virus. I hope that's not the case. But, hell, man, we're out of toilet paper, right? (laughs) I mean, people are going to go out and fend for themselves and fend for their families. And and that's the scariest part for me is just be out there, just make good common sense decisions, right? Good common sense decisions because – this is, uh, I don't think it's anything that's going to go away anytime soon, unfortunately, from listening and reading some of the things that I've read, that I've listened to, that I've watched on this situation. Uh, and it's just basically starting to pop up. And I know only uh, 4,000 uh, cases worldwide have ended up in fatalities. That's too many, right? Even if we're talking about the flu, you know, thousands and thousands of people die every year. That's too many. They can't cure that. They probably won't be able to cure this. Uh, even though I did hear the University of Tennessee has some folks working on it that think they may be a, to have something kind of slow the effects of it. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it works out. But we are just in a this is a this is a surreal time. Um, you know, coming off of in, in our little corner of the world, bass fishing, coming off the biggest tournament in the world, over a hundred thousand people attended, and. Now it's kind of got you thinking, well, this, you know, did we need to be there? Did, you know, it's crazy because it went on as scheduled and, and uh, there have, have no cases of this in Alabama yet, but they also can't test for it there yet, supposedly. So I don't know what's going on. A lot of cases of the flu coming out of the classic, of course, you know, cooped up 100,000 people in a building. There's no telling how many flu hands I shook or flu germs you get around in the week. The triple threat came home. From the Bassmaster Classic with the flu. Leanne Swindle did as well. Gerald's like me. He's trying to stay quarantined from Lulu. Like I'm trying to stay quarantined from the triple threat and stay away from the influenza. But it's crazy. You know, NCAA tournament, college baseball, the Masters, high school basketball tournaments that are going on right now. All these things that we use in life as distractions going away. You know, we all enjoy to kind of take us out of our day to day. We all enjoy watching sports. So I hope that people kind of get back to uh, in this time, focus up on what's important. You know, your family 
and get outside, get outdoors. It, it can't catch you if you're out in the woods or if you're on the lake. Get out there. Don't be cooped up, man. Make smart decisions. If you don't feel like going to work, I feel like all the bosses right now need to kind of come together and be like, I get it. You know, T.H. Marine, personally, they uh, after the Classic, they put us in a two-week self-quarantine. Hey, man, if y'all been around people, we don't want you coming to the office. I'm like, hashtag gone fishing. Hashtag we out here. We out here. Couldn't have happened at a better time. Just got my new boat in. But uh, in all seriousness, man, I, I just I am a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. I'm going to try to stay away from crowded areas. I ain't going to lie. And uh, I'm going to do, do some lake therapy and, you know, just keep your family close, man. Make sure you got the things you need. Don't be crazy because everybody needs the same things. Get what you need and get out the store. And, you know, I've seen videos of people fighting over toilet paper and stuff. That's the kind of stuff that's that's the most concerning is like, us turning on each other. I mean, for the love of God, we fight over uh, every bass counts versus five bass. <laughs> Much less than like a, you know, pandemic situation that we're in right now. So I don't know. I just don't know. I hope all of you out there are well. I uh, hope that this can provide some sort of distraction. And thanks to the fine folks at StarTron. Star Bright Cleaning Products for uh, sponsoring Low Budget Live, keeping LBL on the tracks, keeping it rolling. They, uh, as I mentioned in my horse podcast I did earlier, huge supporters of the Low Budget Live live party. We gave away a lot of door prizes, and it was awesome. It was awesome. So huge thanks to uh, Danny and all the crew there at StarTron. Uh, make sure you go out and support them. I was actually at a, a hardware store yesterday. I had to get something working on the boat. And, and uh, dude, they sell this stuff like hotcakes there. I actually saw a couple couple different customers while I was in there, and I was like, thanks for supporting LBL. And they looked at me like, what's that? They had no idea what I was talking about. But, you know, I, I thanked them anyways. I thanked them because I feel like maybe one of these days they'll, they'll find LBL and they'll get it. You know, so big thanks to the folks at StarTron. Uh, they truly do make a lot of disinfectants that uh, can take care of take care of the germs around your house. You need to need to follow them on social media. Check out all the wide range of StarTron Starbright products. But uh, it all comes down to it. We probably just pour a little of enzyme fuel treatment right there on the coronavirus. Just kick it around the teeth. I don't think that's medically uh, medically proven yet. Scientifically proven, but. Uh, it's coming into our world now, though, a little bit. MLFLW canceled all fan-related events, which, you know, on the BPT side, probably not that big of a deal. They don't have a lot of fan activations, but the FLW Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit Tour fishes next week at Lake Martin down in Alabama. Normally have a lot of crowds, so no weigh-ins. Bassmaster, the Elite Series, they're going to be at Chickamauga this coming week here in good old Dayton, Tennessee. And they're still, I think they're they're trying to push the fans away a little bit on that too. I, I don't think they've made an official statement yet. So you guys will be hearing this on Monday, March 16th. I'm actually recording a day or two early, like always. Uh, but right now, as of today, there's, you know, the tournaments are going to go on. So we got something to watch. BPT kicked off at Lake Fork. You got stuff to watch. Keep us distracted as far as the bass fishing world is concerned. But uh, definitely concerning, though. Definitely concerning. I, I think that 
working in the industry, I, I know personally a, a lot of companies are affected by China uh, because of us importing products. And a lot of American companies have played that game for a very long time, and now it's kind of biting us in the in the ass a little bit, to be honest, just because of uh, you know the virus, and now a lot of places are closed down. So I don't think we've seen the effects as far as economically, or as far as going to the store and getting your favorite crankbait, or getting uh, you know buying a boat part. Uh, you know, I'm hearing from some of the engine manufacturers could end up having serious back orders into the summer I, you know we're we're these two-week bands and three and four week yeah that's that's fine for the germs itself but i think for the economic impact the concerning part for me is you know what's going to happen when we can't get get things to uh to the consumer you know uh, i think all engine manufacturers probably get some form of component part a lot of boat manufacturers obviously get parts from over there from their vendors and uh it's chaos right now and i and it's only just beginning in that uh, so I say this, if you enjoy fishing and the outdoors and everything, be sure to go support the companies that you, that you favor. Okay. Because we need this, we don't need this economy to, to, to slow down and they'll, the general public will certainly, certainly, uh, freak out, you know, over a lot of things, but man, we need this little old corner of our, our world, this fishing world, you know, support the tournaments, watch them online, um, support the pros and, and, uh, let's keep it going. Cause right now we're the only sport that really hasn't packed up and left. Right. Not at all. Um, text my first guest for the day. Real quick, real quick. Like, Real quick, like, uh, you know, it, it was crazy. I was talking to a friend of mine from Bass earlier about the classic, and uh, we had, had over 100,000 people there, man, just a week before all this bull crap hits. And it's uh, it's kind of it's kind of scary because you think, you know, does somebody there have it? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I want to say, for the record, if any of you gave me coronavirus, <laughs> shame on you, you know? Appreciate you coming up and telling me you love the channel, but I, you shouldn't have given me coronavirus. Um, in all seriousness, I hope everybody stays safe out there um, with all this. It, it's just a, it's just weird. It's almost even weird doing a podcast today because I, I've got some entertaining stuff I feel like I want to talk about and, and a couple really fun guests today. But it's just weird. It's a weird time. I told my boys that. Yesterday, this is a time you'll never forget in your life, and I and I know in my thirty six years on on this amazing planet that I've dang sure never seen anything like this. And uh, as far as the level of hysteria and 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 preparation that we're now all of a sudden just you know going crazy into, and and look, you read some of the things from China, and you read some of the things from Italy, Italy who who was very much not a third world country. It's kind of scary. It's scary, and I hope that we can uh, catch it before, you know, it, it gets to be even crazier than it is, man. So just buckle up, wash your hands, and stay away from crowded spaces. But I am glad that we got the Classic in. I am glad that we got the Classic in. It was one of the best of all time, I felt like. Great Classic. Tons of folks came out. 
uh, great storylines. And today I had Mr. Hank Cherry lined up, okay? Had him lined up. Hank's done a lot of media, obviously, classic champ, a lot of attention. Hank's done a lot of media this week. He did Bass U. I know he's done uh, several other podcasts this week. Talking with my boys from the Bass U last night, but and they're kind of breaking down X's and O's, right? Breaking it down a little bit. But I, I've been, you know, y'all know I do different things. We don't talk square bills and in, in uh, what size tro cars you're throwing all the time, right? And I've been and I've been debating this. I really want to have Hank on, and I'm going to have Hank on. Um, but my first guest today called me this morning. And said, Hank is in the bed sick. And he wants to reschedule. And I said, hey, that's 1,000% understandable. Uh, He's got a fever. And he's probably got that Bassmaster Classic flu that I'm calling it. Um, The BC flu. Flu BC. Because there's been several people that that have had it. A lot of folks that worked at TH Marine contracted it. It's uh, a lot of pros that I know. A lot of, you know, just and no telling how many fans out there ended up with it. We're just all, it's just a, you know, that's a perfect breeding ground for, for something like that. But I got this call and it was Miss Jacqueline Cherry, the wife of Bassmaster Classic champ, Hank Cherry, the mom extraordinaire of Christian and Miss Bella Grace. And I asked her on the phone, I said, hey, everybody's talked to Hank. Everybody. Everybody's talked to Hank. I'm like, I'll get with Hank, okay? I'll get with Hank about his mega bass jerk baiting Abu Garcia, you know, classic win, right? We'll get there. We'll get there. But I want to talk to you, dadgummit. She's somebody I've always thought a lot of in the industry. She's one of the uh, one of the wives that that uh, definitely keeps the home fires burning. She's always. Uh, Always had Hanks back. I met her back in uh, 2013 at his first classic one. Was, was actually the first time I ever met Hank there, and, and uh, Gerald Swindle introduced me to Hank. But I want to talk today to Miss Jacqueline Cherry. So here we go. First ever interview with a classic wife. Well, hello, Mr. Duncan. Well, hello, Mrs. Cherry. Welcome to Low Budget Live in place hello. of that classic champ husband that we don't even want to talk to now. You know what? I, I don't know if I like that or if I love it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I think, hey, listen, I think this is going to go viral more so than his <laughs> flu that he has. And you're going to have to take all interviews from now on because oh, I, I like it. I think it works. <laughs> Well, the well, the hard part about it is 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 uh, you you listen to interviews and he's constantly talking about the the, the crankbait, the deep diver, the oh yeah 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 for sure gizzard shad and <laughs> watercolor and I'm like and I'm over here just smiling yeah I don't even know anything what you said but it sounds good it to sounds me. <laughs> great and it sounds like it uh, it sounds like it changed uh, the cherries world and in, in a few uh, oh. in fifteen bass change y'all's world so man. So when you called me this morning and you're, you're t- hey, he, he's got to reschedule, the first thing that popped in my head, I was like, because I here, here's full disclosure. I talked about this before you came on. Everybody does the interview, like you just said, he was on Bass U last night. He's done no telling how much press this week. Uh, 
right. up until he wakes up with a fever last night. <laughs> exactly. Um, but everybody gets the gizzard shad jerkbait colored interview. I want to talk to you. I want to know <laughs> because I, I it, it was cool this week, and I told this on here with no voice earlier this week, but we ran into you guys in the lobby of the hotel the day before yeah. all this started. Yeah, and, you sure did. And, 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 I've, and I've known Hank only since 2013. We met at the Classic out there at Grand that he almost yep. won. Yep. And I met you guys there, too. And uh, we've gotten to know each other a little better over the years. And, and, uh, and I thought it was very, and I wanted to thank you publicly for this, but I thought it was very cool that on the eve of what ended up being Hank's biggest tournament ever, you asked me how I was doing with everything that's going on in my family, with my mom. And that meant a lot to me. And that meant a lot to me. And I think that's a testament to what kind of folks you guys are. So I wanted to, and I got to pick at Christian and give him a hard time and and tell him that I hope (laughs) he he can shoot a basketball better than his daddy, uh, (laughs) which always makes me laugh. But uh, so I want to talk about what this last week's been like. I mean, obviously now we're putting an exclamation point on it with him getting what I'm calling the Bassmaster Classic flu because uh, everybody yeah. seems to have everybody. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. my wife included, and I've been avoiding her like the plague. But what? Uh, so what's it like? What? What? I mean, with Bass Track and Bass Live, we obviously know mm-hmm. going into that final weigh-in, he's won the tournament, right? But what are you th- that last morning? That that last morning on Sunday, what's going through your mind knowing that that basically your life could change if he seals the deal and knowing what he went through in 2013? Can you talk about that? Mm. Yeah, I mean, 2013, you know, we were, we were, I mean, to us, we were somebody, but to the fishing world, we were really nobodies. I mean, we were just in, you know, an open family who came through the opens and hello everybody and you know here we are I mean mm-hmm. we were kind of getting I mean I was pregnant with my daughter at this time and so you know I'm trying to deal with the fact that um, one of the bass employees is coming up to me on the last day saying we we have to go see the top three people because we truly don't know who's going to win it's mm-hmm. within ounces I need to prepare you like to come up when I can get you, you need to come with me. And I'm looking at her and I swear it was Emily hand with bass. And, yeah. I, and I, and we joked about this at the champions toast the other night that I, I literally was like Snoopy's mom or, or Charlie <laughs> Brown's mom. Wah, wah, wah. You know, I got no idea what she's telling me right now. I look at my father-in-law and I'm like, you've got to listen to what she's saying. Cause I have no idea what she's talking. Like I don't it's just know a blur. Anything. Exactly. So just the thought of him, you know, being in contention. Now, rewind just a little bit from that. Um, I, you know, Hank calls me when he gets off the water, whether it's an elite event, whether it's here on Lake Norman, no matter what. Um, we don't, like, he'll, you know, kiss me goodbye in the morning, but normally he just calls me on the way home or calls me when he's in the car, just let me know how I'm off the water. I'm okay. Right. Because I'm, I'm, I'm still the worry wart wife that worries about their Same here at my house, and that's good. Okay. It's it, it's just it's our thing. We've been doing it for you know fifteen years, really eight on professionally, but even just locally here for a long time. And he he uh, called me, and um, he was very emotional in in Grand. Um, he he was very honest with me. He said, "Babe, I just want to let you know I've mi- I missed the fish uh, to cost us the classic. 
And I just needed you to know because they're going to show it on stage and it's going to be pretty emotional. Mm. I just needed you to know I lost it. And and I said, babe, I don't care if you lost it. Like, it would have been amazing, but I don't care. Like, you need to understand that right now. I'm not here for the. I'm not here for, right. you know, for that. It's not what we, we said. No, no matter what, we'd be here for each other. Right. I mean, that's just the way we are. Right. So, I mean, and it, yeah, they showed it on stage and. Brutal, you know, it, too, by the way. It, it, it was. It, it was, was brutal. It, and I cried just as much then as I did when he got off the phone with me. But, <laughs> but, but, I, but from, you know, being around Hank after that moment, he just said, I just, I just, I can't let that moment define me. I said, yeah, you definitely can't let that moment define you because it's not who you are. We're not wallow in our sorrow kind of people. We're, okay, tomorrow's a new day. Let's just, we got to get this going. Figure I mean, it out. We're going to have a pity party for a little bit, but then the pity party's <laughs> over. That's right. And we're done with it, right? So, you know, fast forward to this week or this past week, and um, Hank was probably, and, and, and again, we've been together a long time, and we've been through a lot of ups and downs, you know, financially, personally, like, I mean, you name it, just like any ordinary person. Right. I'm not going to sit here and tell you. It's been roses and running through. It's all been cherries and roses. No, heck, heck no. No. Um, Because that's not real and that's not who we are. I mean, I, I, I don't, I believe, firmly believe if you can't argue, um, if you can't argue um, the right way with your spouse or your significant other, then you guys are doing something wrong. If you never argue, then then somebody's holding something back. <laughs> so I, I agree. I, I believe in a good old fight. Now, I don't believe in, obviously, fist fights or anything like that, <laughs> but I believe in good well, old... Well, I mean, there's a time, you know... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there's a time when you want to smack... And the YouTube comments went crazy on that one yes, when I exactly. said that. I just That's lost okay. subscribers. Just joking, That's people. Okay. We're... Yeah, we're kidding. We're, I have to say that now. I got in joking. trouble at the classic over something I said. Imagine that. But I'm like, I was joking. I was joking. It was a joke. Yeah, it was it's a, joke. a joke. No way. Um, but yeah, so uh, after um, or right before he left, um, it was a very different Hank than he's ever been. And I don't, and I'm not and I'm not over, you know, blowing that up or right. anything like that. I'm I'm being very honest. He was as calm as I've ever seen him. He was as focused as I've ever seen him. So because he was so focused, I just really try to go off that energy and like make it not a big deal. I'm like, you know, all right, babe, we'll just, we'll, you know, we'll see you in a couple of days. Just got a good practice. And I'll talk to you tonight. Like just really trying to keep up with his vibe. Cause normally if he's frantic, then it's like, I'm frantic. We're arguing about the fact that he can't stop being not frantic. Like, it's, <laughs> like it's just like a, you I know, can relate. Mess. I know. It's like, where you know, you just, you kind of feed off that energy. And so he was calm and I was calm. And then, you know, went to, he went to practice. He didn't have the, I mean, from what he told me and we, and, and we're one of those couples that uh, the trust levels, like probably, I mean, there's like not a, you know, even a smidgen of me that doesn't trust him. So it's like, we can talk for like, um, like 30 seconds and I'm okay with that. So, and it's been like that for a really long time. And I I don't, I don't believe in sitting there and talking for two hours unless he not, if he wants to talk, we'll talk. But normally it's, Hey babe, how was your day? How are the kids? And we FaceTime a little, he wants to know all about the kids. And then back to me and him, it's like, all right, babe, well, I love you. All right, cool. If he wants to talk, we'll talk. Most of the time, it's a very 20-second, 
I love you. You know, everything's good. I'm good. I'm going to grab a bite to eat. You know, talk to you real quick for a bit. All right, love you, bye. Like, that's it. And that's how it was all of practice. It was very short and sweet. If he wanted to tell me how it was, he did. Most of the time it was, it's okay, you know, you know, you know, a normal day. And um, Friday, he, on his last, or Sunday, whenever his last day of official practice was, I think it was Sunday. I can't remember. But he, he caught like a nine something. Holy cow. Wow. He caught like a really, really good fish. And he's like, I just sent you a picture. You got to show Christian. He'll freak out about it. That's cool. And then, um, and then on his official practice day, it was kind of those ups and downs too. And he, and, and he's talked about even on, he talked about Bass U and yesterday, but, um, he, he had a, his Garmin, um, was, there was something just kind of off a little that he had to go to the trailer and, and Daryl at Garmin had to tweak a little bit and he wanted to just kind of go out just a little bit, just to make sure it was working before he went back to his spots and he went to the causeway. <laughs> That's that was just honest to God, just to see if it worked. Wow. And he, and he, and he said he caught a five pounder and then he marked it and he looked around and there was nobody around. And he's like, okay, so I probably need to mark this and maybe come back here. So he still at that time didn't even think anything about it. And he kind of briefly told me that like a, maybe a two second synopsis of what I just told you, like, yeah, trolling murders not work, had to get back, fixed it, went out and called a bit, but maybe it's something, maybe it's not like, that's it. Like it wasn't. He wasn't even sure it was going to be something. So that's kind of how he was. We, I finally saw him. We drove in Wednesday and got to go to the champion's dinner and, and really enjoyed that. It was a nice time. We got to sit with Davey and Natalie Height. That was really fun because I've never been around them that much. And it just, it, I, I, Luke, I tell you, I, and I'm a, I'm a pretty deep person when you want to get deep about things. And then I'm really sarcastic and whatever when if you really want to be sarcastic but i i i i swear to you i i can't explain the way from wednesday from the time i saw him to the dinner to walking the red carpet the questions davy asked you know what are you gonna do with the money and i'm like dude i haven't even thought about the money all i've thought <laughs> about is the trophy being hoisted in the moment when i see that confetti yeah. like, that's all I, that's all i thought about and he looked at me and he's like kind of thought like, wow. And I'm like, I haven't, like, I'm sure there's other women that may have, but I just can't tell you that I thought I, it's the moment. It's the trophy. It's the, it is the moment. You're right. What it meant to him. It didn't, you know, yes, it is life changing for all of us, but this was not my dream. It was his dream. I just happened to come along with it, you know? Right. And so the, the, the serenity and the calm and the, the dinner and then going out on Thursday, it was like, or Friday, excuse me. It was like, I'm telling you, it was, it was like God and Jesus and Joseph and Mary. All of them. The The whole crew. Like the whole crew, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, everybody was sitting there, you know, like I couldn't tell you how you just can't explain the feeling that was of, of, over the overcome of just peace. It, you know, this is what's strange about this. And, and you'll hearing you talk about this. We run into you guys for five, 10 minutes in the lobby. Oh yeah. And when Hank was walking away, I told yeah. stupid Darian, little Darian, I said, <laughs> we love you, Darian. We love you, Darian. I said, dude, he was not, 
he was just there was something different, and it yeah, wasn't was in a up. bad way. Yeah, because because Hank will get fired up. He's like me. He'll get oh, fired up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And. And from what I know about Hank, I was like, dude, he was weird, calm, and he was. I'm it, ter- and, I, and that's me too. It wasn't it wasn't a behind the scenes? He freaked out. Right. I don't know where I'm going. I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. You know, pray with me right now. It wasn't that. Yeah. This entire week, promise you, and, I'm not lying. And he <laughs> said something to me along the lines of, uh, "I said, all right, buddy, well, good luck." And he said, "We're ready." And I was like, because mm. because being a tournament fisherman, you know. You don't say a lot of things. You know what I mean? Like you feel like you're oh, as yeah. ready as you oh, can yeah. be. And that can mean a lot of things. But it was the way he said it and not in a confident, cocky way. It was just this oh, right, right, right. calm, we're ready. And I thought, you know, man, this guy's got he, – He's. I think something's going on here. And then, of course, you know, the mega 29-pound stringer the first day. And I'm like, okay, okay, he was ready. And Darian, we were actually at dinner. He goes, uh, yeah, I guess he was ready. I said, he, yeah. he definitely was. So uh, yeah. we'll talk about – a little bit about what it's like, um, what it's like being the wife of an elite series angler. Because I think this, the, the, you guys, first of all, don't get enough credit, and and I'll be the first to admit that. I know mine doesn't uh, at all, as much as I travel with TH and when I fish the FLW tour and a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. You, you 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 don't have the luxury, or you haven't made the decision to travel with Hank. Most of the time, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you stay home with never. the kiddos, and I've never traveled with them, right. And and that's the same with my wife. And there are a lot of wives that do that, um, and that are that are fortunate enough to do that. But but tell a little bit about what what that's like because I know it's not always easy, right? No, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's uh, I have um, I've been in the mortgage industry for twenty years. Um, I, I got out of uh, college. And went straight into real estate and mortgage, and I really don't know anything different in my life. So, I've always worked since I was 16, and and then since out of college, I mean, I've had a really good job. I mean, I worked for Movement Mortgage, which is a is a national uh, mortgage uh, uh, mortgage company, and I'm a corporate trainer, so I get to train all the loan officers that come in the company. We have about over 1,500, so I actually travel as well, wow. and I get to. I get to train and teach people and, and which is a huge passion of mine. So when, um, eight years ago, when he decided to go on tour, um, uh, with the elites, I mean, it was, it, it was a family decision. We knew that it was the right time. I mean, he had, he had won the money from the third place finish and that is what funded. Cause at that time he really didn't have, it was prior to Livingston. It was prior to Evan Williams. So it was right. prior to those, those title sponsors coming on. And we didn't have anything. I mean, so that 40000 really funded him to be able to pay his deposit to be able to fish. And like, oh, dude, that's awesome. You're like walking in. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. <laughs> like, yeah. this, like this is this is it. Like if he goes the first couple of tournaments and, you know, we hope he is able to do it. You have to look at it from a from that perspective, you know, a business wise. Are we going to be able to do it? Blah blah blah. Because we're we're we try to be really smart in the way we make business decisions and financials and all that good stuff. And so we, it, you know, that and I work and I tell people all the time I work number one because I'm passionate about what I do. I mm-hmm. love my company. I love my job. I love the people I work with. But on the other side of it, I get insurance for everybody in the family. 
a great insurance plan that is probably a quarter of what we would have to pay private. And then I have a pay that I'm, I've been with my company for eight and a half years and I'm fully invested in my 401k by my company. So it's smart, you know, I, you, you, you can't smart. think about, you, yeah. you got to think about that. Cause I mean, there's been ups and downs. I mean, it's a roller coaster. He can have a great year and then he has a tough year. And then depending on who's president, we may be paying out the wazoo for taxes. Exactly so right. It's like, I got to think, we got to think about all that. So the smart thing and what we've always said is we're not pulling the kids out of school. Number one, because my son is like the, he's following his dad's footsteps. He's an amazing athlete and he wants to be around his friends and he loves, he's very social and he loves to play, you know, basketball and baseball. And, and so we've, we've just said, I'm going to be here and you're going to do what you have to do. I mean, we've been gone. I think the longest we counted at one point was almost 10 weeks. We were gone apart. Like yeah. he didn't see us at all. Um, but, but Bass is this year's Bass has been really uh, courteous with their schedule to not let it be so compact um, to where they do get a little bit of breaks in between to be with their family, uh, which is something that the wives have been asking for a little bit more is, hey, can, you know, for the people that don't get to travel, can we have a little bit more time with, with our family? Um, and if you want to do it, you know, back to back, we're fine with that. But just yeah, don't let absolutely. it be, don't let it be so much that we miss it. But um, I'm an incredibly independent person. Um, and so is Hank. And um, when we went to, uh, when we first started dating, that's one of the things that, you know, we basically looked at each other and we're like, look, don't call me if you don't want to call me. Call me if you do. Don't ask me to come over if you don't want to see me. You know, I, like, let's just, like, lay it all on the line and just say it the way that it is. So that's how we've always had a relationship. I mean, we're, Hank and I were best friends before we started dating. And I think that that relationship really made our independency, like, magnified in our marriage because we don't have to be with each other 24-7. Like, we're totally fine when he, you know, when... When he goes, am I sad? Absolutely. But I have to work. But life goes on, kids. too, at the same yeah, time. My I mean, wife's the same way. Know, yeah. It, but but it's also his passion. What? Because I have a lot of a lot of people. Now, look, I have I have friends who never made their marriages, never made it. Right. They, they got to they, they're fishing and they didn't make it. And I have people that reach out to me when they first started dating and they taught. They asked me, like, how do you do it? How do you know? How do you? How does it not drive you crazy? And I'm like, I'm like, well, it's his passion. I'm like, the good Lord above put something in that man's hands and his brain yep. that he wants to go chase green ones all day long. I mean, that is, that, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, that is his passion. And if my passion my entire life has been to sing, now had I ever been good enough to go to Nashville or wherever, you better be there too. And Hank's going to be the first one in line to take me there. Of course. So it's not just that. I mean, it's there's there. It is a full circle, and if you are not behind your man, and you don't understand that that there are not many people on this earth that can do what those guys do, and you see it through the eyes of them instead of through the eyes of you, you learn to see him as Jesus sees him. And I know I'm very spiritual. I'm very deep right now, but that's how I see it. Because I didn't make him. I did not form him. So how, who am I to, to say, oh, this is what you should be doing or you should be doing this? No. He was put on this earth to fish. He was put on this earth to love kids 
and to teach kids the love of, of what it can be to be outdoors. That is what he has put on this earth to do. And he's definitely and, passionate about it. Oh definitely. God, yes. To say, yeah, to say I, the very least. Absolutely. And I'm not going to take that away from him. Now, has there been times where I've had to tell him, hey, babe, you, you know, that's enough. You close her in the driveway. Has there ever been that moment? Have y'all ever had that moment? Because my dad tells a story. When my mom passed away, he was actually talking to a preacher. He told this story about my mama. He, my dad was a big tournament fisherman in the 80s, right? And, and my mama was pregnant with me in 1983. And he went to a tournament at Toledo Bend, Texas, and he came home, and his craft was in a driveway. <laughs> and he told that oh. on my mama. Uh, oh my God! Yep, yep. His clothes were in the driveway. Yep, yep. His clothes were in the driveway. No, I, we, we. I don't think we've been there. I don't think that I've ever had the clothes in the driveway. But I have had. <laughs> I have had the talk where I've looked at him and I've said, "Babe, it's enough. Like it's enough yep. for this weekend. The, the kids and I. I'm about to go crazy. The, you know, I, I need a moment just to kind of breathe. So if you could, if you could stay home." That could be it. And, you and know, you know I think that's something that all of us as men that, that pursue things in the outdoors or what, whatever your, your passion is, like you're saying, that we do take for granted a lot. I, I know I do. Uh, my wife just needs some, some me time, obviously. And, uh, and I'm like, hey, I'm going fishing here, 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 here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do yeah. a podcast. I'm going to do a YouTube video. And yep. then uh, you yep. and I will go to dinner maybe tomorrow night at 8 o'clock or something, you know. And and you See, do. That's, that's the key. You right need there. somebody to ring to be able to ring your bell, though. Uh, yep. and, that's and, the key is, is looking at it from a, like a month. And, and yes. It, cause, and I tell that to the new couples that come in and they ask you, how do you and Hank do it, you know. And I said, look, we, we have a calendar and I know what's going on with kids. I know what's going on with him. And we try to fit each other in, whether it's we put the kids to bed and we agree not to go to sleep and watch a movie, yep. like whatever it might be. Got to do it. Yeah. And I and I'm, the five love languages is a good one for anybody. I don't care if you don't like to read. Let your wife read it and then let her tell, <laughs> get, figure out your Let her tell y'all what you're fixing to do. <laughs> exactly. B- because, I, because I feel like if you don't understand how, how they tick, like Hank is a big acts of service. He's one of those guys like... If he looks more to if I come, if he comes home and his clothes aren't whatever clothes he had here aren't clean, or and and it's like if there's an act of service, like you know, is his garage put to the side so his boat can get in there? Is the grass cut, which I don't do, but like it's like the little things. It's it's the acts of service. You know, we used to have a jeep, and when he come home, he wanna he would want to get in the jeep and not his truck. And, and he would want the Jeep to be full of gas. Yeah. So, like, that that's, if I could give it Little to anybody, anybody who's like, my girlfriend just doesn't understand, and I'm like, so so my my advice to that point is, well, have you really sat down and talked about it? Because if, if she and you or he and he or her and her, whatever, I don't care, <laughs> if, if, you, if, you, if you guys have sat down and talked about it, like, if you've literally sat there and looked at each other and be like, this is my passion, I will respect your time and we will have time together. You need, I need you to understand that I want to fish, but I also will respect you and knowing when it's been too much and I need to, you know, take a minute to be with you too. And if you're okay with both of those feelings and you can do that, then you can't throw it up in his face later. And, and I, and here's the thing, fellas, if you're listening to Miss Jacqueline here and you should be, 
I mean, all she's telling you is you can go fishing, but you just got to Netflix and chill sometimes too. And I, we all win. Mm-hmm. We all win. You know. Well, look. If you want, if you want, if you want me to ring your bell, you better. Ring <laughs> That's too. right. Amen. I wish I had a bell. Was Jacob Wheeler? They say ding. I wish I had something to ding right now, but I don't. See? I don't have anything. I don't have anything. Here. But it's true, though. I mean, it's got, I mean, d- d- now and 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 you were asking earlier, like you know, what's life like and how it's different. And and I looked at him and the other day, I think it was Monday when we were driving home, and I said, no, what I'm about to say, don't take it the way that it's going to come out because if, if if you take it the way that it comes out, you're not going to understand what I'm meaning. It's a, a deeper meaning than this. But I told him, I said, you, you do realize now it's my, it's, it's my turn to take care of you, right? And he just kind of, and he kind of, he did look at me like a minute and I said, I said, you've taken care of me and the kids now. So now it's my turn to take care of you. Because, you know, he just won the best master class. No kidding. Is re, it's reeling off the hook. Oh, and man, for, yeah. And for the most amazing ways. Please yes. understand, there's no complaining whatsoever. No. But you also got to have time for your family. That's what Ott said. His advice to the classic champ would be is prioritize, 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 because you're going to get pulled in a lot of, you know, amazing opportunities. Um, and But you've got to be able to say no sometimes and that's very hard for us when you get a once in a lifetime opportunity it's always good that temptation is going to be there to say yes to every i'm the world's worst listen i can have the busiest week going on with a million different things and somebody's like hey man you want to go film a video tomorrow well yeah without even checking with anything like i'm i'm notorious for that you know Uh, but you have to seize those moments and uh but at the same time it has to be a careful balance Absolutely. And he's really good at that. I mean, you know, he, we're, um, because we're both very passionate people, um, sometimes our passion, we get a little rowdy, but, um, we, most of the time it's, it's, it's one or the other's kind of doing it. So it's never both at the same time. Um, you know, in, 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 so you just kind of have to understand, you know, it, it, with a lot of people calling, I'm just trying to say, it's all right. We'll just, we'll get it scheduled. We'll figure it out. But right now, I'm like, you know, you've got to go in there and you've got to lay down until when you get up, you feel that you can go. Because until you're going, the worst thing you can do is get up and go, and you're not ready to get up and go. No, it doesn't you, sound you, like it. No, and that's what, and, and I mean, talking to a lot of the the bass wives and girlfriends, I mean, there's a bunch of bass people got sick, and there were like 10, yes. of, the elite, or 10 of the tournament guys got sick. A lot of folks from TA Spring got it, and then my wife's had it. Um, I've been sleeping out in the low-budget live bar and grill, avoiding her at all costs (laughs) this week. That's how how supportive I am. Like, you good? Okay, all right. I'm going to be out here. I'm good. Yeah, Yeah. and and that's – I mean, I went to the grocery store today, and and surprisingly enough, it wasn't Armageddon there. So it was uh, – there was toilet paper left. Amazing. And and that was good. Yeah, I was very happy. So, you know, I – I'm just, you know, making sure he's okay. Right now, that's my number one goal is is making sure he gets the the mental and the physical rest for what is about to come. Because if a he tornado he's of to all him. kinds of craziness yes. is what's coming yes. the cherry's way. Yes. Well, bring it, man. Bring it. Bring it. Listen, <laughs> I, I can't thank you enough 
for doing this. Oh, yeah. This was awesome. Absolutely. This is, uh, and I'm going to title this podcast. You heard it here first. This is the untold story of the Bass, the yeah. 2020 Bassmaster Classic. Nice. Yes. Yeah, With a picture yeah. of Jacqueline right there. Maybe choking Hank or something. I don't know. We'll do something clickbaity to get some more views. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much yeah. for uh, oh, for taking the time to do this. Better. And tell Hank we will get together in the next couple of weeks. I know he's got an elite Absolutely. next week. But tell him I said to uh, to get to feeling better and uh, absolutely be thinking about you guys. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And congratulations. Thank you so much, Duncan. We really appreciate you guys for all you do for us. Well, I'm, uh, we're grateful to uh, be a part of Team Cherry. That's for sure. Amen. Amen, uh, amen, amen. All right. I will talk to you <laughs> Thanks, soon. Luke. Thank okay. you. All right. All, all right. Bye. Jacqueline Cherry, the first lady of bass right now. That was cool. Very cool. She's uh, Jacqueline's always been one. She's going to tell you what she thinks, and she's she's well spoken and can get her points across. And that was awesome, man. That was because uh, I think there's so many things in this um, that people don't realize uh, about the sport in general. And I've said it on here before. You know, my wife. It was eight weeks on the road with the tour plus TH time, and she's home a lot, but. She has her own identity. She doesn't need me for an identity. And Jacqueline's the same way in that she doesn't need me, um, you know, and she she doesn't need she doesn't need Hank. She's got her own gig, but she fully supports Hank. And that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, but she's managing the kids at home. Lots going on. So my hat's off to all them hardworking women out there. Text our next guest. Texting our next guest. So make sure he's he's good to go. So that was cool. I hope y'all enjoyed that as much as I did. I just wanted to do something different. When she called me this morning, I was like, dude, let's let's talk to Jacqueline. Let's get her side of everything going on. And you know, I, I think that was really cool and insightful and and some of those stories. And we're definitely gonna have Hank on. He's gonna come on. They do have an elite series this week, so it'll probably be in a couple weeks when the kind of craziness dies down. But um but that was awesome. So my next guest, we're going to try to get him on. My next guest is someone that I have looked up to in the fishing industry for a really, really long time. I fished against him uh, over the years, spanning back to probably the early 2000s. This guy has been a fixture around the sport of bass fishing since 1996, uh, fishing over 130 events with just bass. He has all, over a million dollars in winnings combined between bass and FLW. And he just finished second in the Bassmaster Classic. We're going to see if we can get Mr. Todd Alton on the phone. Pick his brain a little bit. We shall see. Todd Alton, how are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing great, buddy. I am doing great. Uh, not as good as you. Second place at the dang classic, just out here, out here making them have to catch them. <laughs> well, I, I, I could be doing better. I could be doing like <laughs> you, Hank. You could be doing you about two hundred fifty thousand dollars better, I guess, right now. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't complaining, but you know, I did make Hank. It. <laughs> you, you made him earn it, man. That that was uh, that's a fact. I actually just so before I called you, I actually Hank is in at home in bed with the stinking flu, 
Oh, yeah, and so I had Jacqueline on. <laughs> so wow. this is my other story of the classic. So everybody's been getting the Hank interviews, but man, I, I I just said this before you came on. I have, and I've told you this before, but you've always been a guy in this industry I've looked up to immensely, not only for fishing ability, but just just the way you handle yourself. Uh, and you're just a pro, man, and and you've been one of the most consistent guys around um at times and just over a million dollars won between flw and bass and you've kind of hopscotch back and forth between bass and flw what a couple times you fished the tour yeah. you fished the top yeah. 100 i guess back in the day and now the elites yeah you know how poor old fishermen is they have to skip around and do what they can that's to make right a living and you, you know and you're it's, it, that, that, it's nothing personal you know? no not at all trying to make a living Absolutely, you know? and you're your prime example of a guy that that you want to fish as many tournaments you can get in. If you can yep. get in it, you want to fish them, and uh, and that's what you've done, man. But talk talk to me about, I mean, going in that last day, you still got a shot. I mean, he's he laid a big bag up there the first day. He backed it up pretty good, but you got a shot. And what's going in your mind that last day? Because I mean, you had a Forestwood Cup. This is your this is your fourth classic. You're no stranger to championships, you know. Uh, Six Forestwood Cups. You've been in that championship contention. I followed you on the as on the water reporter at Wheeler after you mashed a big bag on the on the third day, going in the last day there when John Cox won, and you end up third in that event. But talk about did, were you nervous that last day? Did you feel like you had a chance? Talk to us about that. Well, you know, I wasn't really that nervous. Hank had such a big lead on me. I knew that either he was going to have to stumble or I was going to have to land on some big ones. And, you know, for me, the whole practice, the whole tournament, everything, I've only caught that one big fish, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I was pretty consistent in catching, you know, quality three-pounders. Um, but, you know, that wasn't going to win it. But I did try some different stuff the second day, you know, some deeper staging places, stuff like that, just to see, you know, going into that last day if that was working. And um none of that was working for me so you know i knew that i was just gonna have to buckle down in there where i was getting bit and you know maybe get lucky and catch another big one in there too you know i know i need two to get rid of you know a couple three pounders to catch him so it it was going to be a struggle so you know we was you know probably just fishing for sackets you know um a lot of us but um no, we wasn't going to give it to him, though. Everybody was trying real hard, and, um, you know, you just can't determine what size fish you're going to catch a lot of times. No, that that's something that always amazes you in fishing. Like you're saying, you had them figured out. You had a pattern. You're catching a lot of fish, and you and you just said, I was catching more three-pounders to four-pounders and no real big ones. Isn't it amazing how that does work out? And you can't – it's hard to predict – what size that fish is going to be when it bites. I mean, we can get on school sometimes and go, man, this is a school of really big ones. But fishing like like you do and like I do, I mean, you're out there slinging a chatterbait around, you know. You're, you're, a, you're a grinder. I would always say that. You're a grinder. And a lot of times you end up being more consistent, but it's hard to predict whether it's going to be a three-pounder or a seven-pounder, you know, I would say, in, in your fishing style a lot of times. And, Just in general. Know, yeah, right. And 
and I knew I was around the big ones because, you know, it was the same area where I caught that seven, nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like, well, I'm around them. But I think the pressure, you know, a lot of spectators and stuff, it, it puts pressure on those bigger fish. They know. They know. And they don't bite, you know. They won't bite, not unless, you know, some kind of weather condition comes through or something in the front. Makes know, them put their like guard down them. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And Gunnersville, you know, growing up on the Tennessee River like I have, it is one of those famed fisheries with a ton of big fish. But and, and you fish a place, two lakes really, between Wiley and Norman that get an enormous amount of pressure. And you know how hard it is to catch big fish on those lakes. Even though Gunnersville's got them, I mean, it ain't every day that you're out there smacking six-plus pounders. I mean, they're smart, man. They, they, they know the drill over there. Yeah, I mean, you know how it is. You go out and practice usually, and you can catch those big ones. That's and the right. Comes and you're like, where'd they go? You know, they ain't dumb. You know, they, what, what um, do you think contributes to that? Because so Wesley Strader and I, for years on tour, had a theory, and you can and you can tell me what you think about this. But I've because I've always said that. Think about it. You pull up at, uh, and I think we were talking about it at Smith like a couple years ago. We pull up first day FLW practice. It's lights out. You can get bit doing whatever you want to do pretty much wherever everybody's talking. Oh, man, it's going to be the best tournament ever. And as the week goes on, it does get a little slower. And then by the time Thursday comes around, yeah, they still catch them, but it's not, quote, easy. We think it's got as much to do with – and this was more Wesley's theory, but I agree with it – with the with the decibels, the sound. Because everybody in practice ain't running around wide open, full bore – you know what I mean? I think kind of laid back. Yeah, I really do think because think about fish don't always bite as good on a Sunday or Saturday or Sunday, especially in the summertime, as they do on a Wednesday. And yeah. I think that's got a lot to do with noise. I really do. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I think the pressure is one thing. I think, and also, you know, a lot of these lakes and stuff. They don't pull water on the weekends. That's right. And that's true. Very true. That's another factor. I, very I true. Consider in there too. You know, those fish don't set up the same. And you know, you go out there during the week and they're pulling water. They seem like they're ganged up. That's right. On these points. That's and, true. And you know, around here on Lake Wiley, they don't pull water on the weekends hardly ever. And you know. Your pattern that you've learned all week is just you do, might as well throw it out the window. Yeah, you, know? you gotta you gotta adapt. It ain't gonna work. So, talk to me a little bit about your pattern there. I know you were you were focusing on eelgrass from what I've read. Yeah, it had a scattered millfoil in there with it. But okay, the millfoil was up a little bit shallower, um, probably in the two foot range, and it seemed like you know most of my fish. I was probably sitting four, five foot of water and throwing to two and a half, you know, in some places it come up to about a foot and a half from the surface. But a lot of places was just pretty solid. Yeah. And there was two little sections. I had one on the uh, the left that was, they were about 100 yards apart, really. But those two best areas is where it was broke up. And, okay. Uh, and one made kind of like a little ditch um, going back into that flat. And they were, it just seemed like there was funneling into there, um, you know, out from that seven, eight foot of water. And they would stop there, I guess, before they're moving on. But I think these fish, you know, were probably there from 
uh, prior weeks the warmer water, you know, when they okay. pull up, you know, and they're, they're kind of just setting up they're there. Committed. And it gets cold, they hunker down, you know, because the first day when we had all that the rain the night before, it cooled the water off there and uh, muddied it up a lot. And I was still able to catch those two, including at Big Fish, but um, after the wind got blowing more and more it just seemed like it muddied up and those fish would not bite hmm. so i had to change the first day but you know it's back to normal the second day and the third day they were just chomping in there now on the first uh, day what adjustment did you make to to um well i left there with two and I, I went straight to a dock and caught one and that happened to be the only dot bite I got. But, you know, <laughs> suckered, that goes. suckered you the in for a little one, bit, though, didn't it? <laughs> it suckered me in, and I tried that for a while. And um, you know what? I said, I found some fish in honeycomb on a, on a point up there. I caught a four-pounder in practice. It may be nothing, but I'm running. And it was the first day. You know, it was rough. I didn't want to go up there, but I said, shoot, I got to go. I got to do something. And uh, get up there and... I catch one, and then I'm, I'm like, just fan cast and put the power poles down. And, man, I'm just, I started catching them every which way I threw. And, Unreal. And then I ended up with all my weight, other than the two fish I caught down there uh, earlier, I, I caught the rest of them right there. And it just worked out for me. And then the okay. next day I'm thinking, well, you know, I know it's still going to be trash. The wind blew all night. And it was mud hole in there yesterday, so I said, but I'm close. I'm going to go in there and check it. And when I went in there, the water was just, you know, the perfect color. Wow. And the mud had, the mud had actually, like, switched sides. It had been pushed to one side, and my little area was clean, cleaned up a lot. And I knew right then, I said, well, this is going to be the place to be here. Wow. You know, to catch them. And I stayed until 11.30 or 12. I quit getting bit, so, you know, I went and run some of those deeper staging places trying to catch some bigger fish, and, you know, that didn't work. So, so I said, the next day, I'm just going to camp out here and live or die right here, you know, and that's what I did. So, do you think those fish and those, because we've seen these kind of situations, and it seems like it's grass lakes that this happens on more than anything, but do you think when, it, when that mud blows in on them and that grass, because they are sight feeders for the most part, I feel like, in that grass, and the same happens at Okeechobee and different places, but it will shut them down a little bit. Do you think they just they just hunker down right there yeah, most dude, of the time? I, mean, I don't think they're going. They ain't going to move out of there. I mean, um, that was one thing about that area that had tons of bait in there, and I could still see the bait moving around with my live scope. You know, yeah. And it was. I mean, it's you're set there in one spot, and you can see the bait fish moving inside the grass and you're like, man, it's just, they're hunkered down in there. They're just in it. Yeah. Yeah. They're in it and they're just waiting, you know, until it gets right. How much, how much has live scope changed the way you fish or your confidence level? Because for me, I mean, I do see them all the time. You know what I mean? Like you see fish and bait fish and really it can either help your confidence or hurt it in an area. You know, if this is a place you thought you were going to catch them. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny, you know, like you take it up Lake Norman and you're throwing at a brush pile and you're yeah. like not getting bit. And 
and before you know it, they're all sitting under your boat, yeah. the trolling motor. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, you know, all these little ones come out and just yep. fall to the boat. And <laughs> and it's amazing because I never would have known before that these fish were following my bait. And, I mean, you could drop something, like a little drop shot down there and catch them. Right. But they're, they're small. A little guys. And, yeah. But just because you can see them don't mean you can always catch them. But it does bring my confidence up to the point where at least I know something's there and I can see the cover. You know, um, can't always make the fish bite, but, you know, you, you feel better when you see some movement in there. Oh, no know? doubt, yeah, no doubt you know, about it's like, it. I ain't fishing a dead stick. Yeah, know? exactly, <laughs> especially when you're going to be firing around a, uh, you know, some kind of moving bait. But so yeah. was the was a chatterbait kind of your uh, jackhammer? Is that kind of your primary deal, or were you th- mixing anything else in there? Yeah, I mean, with the jackhammer, um, I was using that fire crawl. Yeah, thing. which by the way. I've been reading comments on this on the internet. It's kind of funny. I've never even seen that color until like the last two weeks, and now everybody throws that color. <laughs> well, you know, um, actually, I was up at a tackle store up the road here um, and seen one, uh, Rusty Hooks, and it was, I mean, I was like, man, we got to need to get some of them, but try that. it was all yeah. spoken for, yeah. so I didn't get any, so I ordered some and got in six. And my buddy wanted three, and I took three. And this was prior to the tournament. <laughs> and, you know, after uh, after the tournament, I was like, man, uh, Bass took one, reporter took one, <laughs> another one took another one. I had one left, and I was like, and you got a, um, am I going to get these things back? And I you, might need them next time. Yeah, you and, got another uh, important Tennessee yeah. River tournament coming up this week, right? <laughs> yeah, so I ended up. Calling my buddy and say, "Hey, I need my baits back." Because <laughs> <laughs> so now I bet you can't them back in case I need them. You but. probably can't order any right now on Tackle Warehouse. I'm no. guessing. <laughs> I stopped in a couple of tackle stores coming home from from Gunnersville just to restock, and I was like, "Man, ain't nobody got nothing." <laughs> That's what that's what the classic does, man. Right there, that's what it does every time. Uh, talk talk about real quick. What do you think? makes the area you guys are from that north carolina south carolina area right there on the line so special because you got guys like hank cherry who just won the classic brian thrift matt area you brian new guys from the pack chris Bumgardners. you know what yeah. what is it about that area Fritz, you know fritz is a north carolina guy um but so many alvin shaws there's so many great anglers and i know i'm leaving some out and if i am i apologize y'all but there's so many from that area. What do you think makes that area so special? You know, I don't know. We have a bunch, a bunch of lakes around this area. So, you know, growing up, it was like we're going here one day, we're going there the next. You know, it was just diversity. Yes. And I think that helps you more than anything, not getting stuck on one kind of lake or one river. You know, we fish. Um, you know, make go to Norman and fish up the river, you know, and then got that kind of current and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's just the diversity, I think, of the different lakes. And um, we used to have grass in some of the lakes and um, used to fish them a lot down at Santee and Murray, but yeah. uh, most of that stuff's gone. But that's what I kind of grew up around. And, um, you know, a lot of big fish in these lakes, too. So, no doubt. Um, 
you know, I don't know. It's just something in the water. I it definitely is something in the know. water, man. I That's a special region of the country. You see these pockets, you know, tech, you got Texas guys and, of course, Tennessee River kind of <laughs> guys. But that, that North Carolina, that little that little area right there is really – Shane LaHue's from over there. Brandon Cobb's from over there. I mean, Cobb's maybe more yeah. towards Hartwell. But, 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 yeah, I mean, just so many guys come out of there, and they're all great, great, great fishermen. I know you guys have a lot of great locals over there that just choose not to fish – um, yeah. the national Hank, level. Me and Hank probably live about 25 miles apart. Wow. I mean, and Thrift, he's 20 miles. I mean, you just got all all these guys around this lakes. Uh, and y'all all fish local tournaments when you're home a lot, man. I, so, it's, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, I try to get in a night tournament here or there. Heck yeah. But, um, That's awesome, man. They kick my butt. But, <laughs> you know, Have um, you ever fished against Thrift on Moss Lake? Have you ever? Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I know better than that. <laughs> I watched Thrift's Instagram feed during the uh, during the summertime. I'm just like, him poor folks, just leave them yeah. alone. <laughs> him and Ariel go down there and just take your money. I'm like, yep. come on, Thrifty. Come on, Thrifty. You don't need no more money. You don't need any more. Sure. No, heck no. I'm planning on never donating to him again if I don't have to. Uh, well, look, man, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to wait on me to call you this morning. I, Jacqueline and I ran over just a little bit, but um, man, I want to wish you the best of luck, Todd. I hope you uh, hope you win Chickamauga. Get get some payback on Hank. Make him uh, finish below you there. And uh, yeah, we'll have to. A buddy of mine sent me a picture of me and him winning a tournament and then said well we did beat hank here so <laughs> i have beat him once, that's so cool to think about this fishing world being that big but that small at the same time you and hank going against each other in the classic fishing against each other for years pretty dang cool um yeah. and and but man you, you're kicking off the year right i feel like it's uh hey no better time than now to win angler of the year I hear you. Uh-huh. Hey, we're just gonna take one day at a time. That's and, all you can uh, do. I appreciate all the kind words everybody's told uh, told me all week. So. Absolutely, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everybody when we get off here. Make sure you follow Todd on all social media. Uh, Todd Alton Fishing on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Make sure you follow him and uh, show this man some support. I promise you, if you if you follow along, you're gonna learn something from this guy. All right, boy. All right, sure Todd. Appreciate I appreciate it. it, man. Good luck the rest of the year. All right. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Todd Alton. Todd Alton, man, that's a guy that, oh, gosh, I just sit and listen to him like this. Like, tell us another fish story, Todd. He's uh, he's forgotten more about fishing than I'll ever know, like most people ever know, I promise you. And, uh, God, he's so consistent, such a good angler. And uh, and he is just that grinder. You know, it's like that uh, Wesley Strader, uh, Swindle, kind of mentality you know just can catch one at like in the fall holy cow when it's tough he don't care you know he he absolutely will beat up on you in the fall um just absolutely catches him up uh everywhere he goes to quote my good buddy chris jones uh but he catches him he catches him up and uh wish him the best of luck can't thank uh jacqueline and todd so much you know can't thank you enough for coming on the show with all the craziness going on in the world hope y'all enjoyed that a little bit different didn't get the winner of the classic but we got the winner of the classic we got miss jacqueline on got todd on make sure you're following todd um thank you so much for listening to low budget live thank you so much for watching the videos i hope you uh if you haven't seen the video of tanner kicking my butt on a swim jig in florida with some beggins 
uh, behind me and my buddy Scott Crippen. Go check that out. Um, I want to say thank you for participating in the Fat Ass Challenge. Uh, I know I did not bring this up when my voice was shot, but I did win the challenge. Uh, unfortunately, Corey, uh, Corey conceded. We did not do a final weigh yet. It was very anticlimactic, but uh, I'm down to 193 pounds. And some of you have sent me your final weights. Please send those to me. Send me your final weights, low budget live, the number one at gmail.com or on Instagram, however you want to do it. Uh, but but send me those. We're going to give a prize pack, Startron. I'm going to send you some baits. Startron's got some cool stuff they're going to send you. But uh, hit me up, FAC. It's it's over with. Thank you so much for participating in that. I hope that uh, a lot of you got healthier. I know I sure have. I'm still working on it. Uh, you know, if we sit here in the bunker, we're going to be eating canned corn and green beans for a while, so I'm going to lose even more weight. I'm going to look like a diagum meth addict before it's over with. Uh, but thank you. But, but reach out to me. I know I've seen some comments. I apologize. And the craziest craziness of Low Budget Live Live that night and the uh, issues that I discussed on the last podcast, it was just crazy. So thank you so much for that. Um, we're going to do some other fan things this year. I've got some ideas coming, okay? Uh, but thank you. And let's pick a winner. We'll talk about it on the next show. Get that to me in the next couple of days, all right? Uh, stay safe out there. Make good, you know, good decisions. I haven't talked to you like your daddy. Make good decisions. Uh, this hysteria is going to be crazy. Stay safe. Hope all of you stay healthy. And uh, hope you have a good week. And hug your daggum mama, all right? Hug your mama. Going to take you out with some Luke Duncan, Biloxi Blues, my song right here. Thank y'all so much for listening. See y'all next week. Town of Tupelo, I never could make it last. Spanish boss, a Civil War ghost, well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens in rest. It does not know my name And I don't care No, I don't care Heading my way For another place And I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep-sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.